1: Hi, Villains! Welcome to Further Love of Paul podcast. As we're back again with another preview for Villa versus Forest this Sunday. Um, seems to be all Sunday games, pretty regardless of when we're whether we're out in, out in in Europe, Europe Conference League or not. It just seems to be Sunday games, and uh, I don't know. I'm beginning to like it. Beginning to like Sunday games, albeit I am a traditionalist for a three o'clock on a Saturday. Um, yeah, yeah. The only,
0: time, the only time I don't like it is when I'm going. I, I prefer to be. I prefer to be going on a Saturday afternoon at three o'clock and not having to worry about work the next day and that kind of stuff. But uh look, it's a sign that we're we're doing well if if even when we're not in Europe they want to put us on the telly. So uh yeah, it's we we'll take the good with the bad. We've we've had many years of bad, so if playing in Europe means we play regularly on a Sunday, we'll just have to suck it up for now and hopefully push into the Champions League and play Tuesday, Wednesday and we can have Saturdays again.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. And I think everybody is listening to the podcast will be will be all for that for sure. Um, yeah, like it's 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 strange, you know, Paddy, doing previews of shows, I'm beginning to find myself looking more what the opposition teams are likely to do uh to try and I suppose look and see what their trends are, I suppose, and, and how they're probably likely to have to change with regards to when they play us as opposed to how we used to look at, I suppose, how specifically when we were when Dean Smith was um was over the team and when Stephen Jarrett was over the team and stuff like that, we would look at maybe how are we going to break this team down or what are we gonna do here? And I think look, it's not arrogance, and before anybody starts, because no matter what we do, Patty, I like inundated again with DMs, emails, whatever, saying that we were way too arrogant against Luton. We actually weren't. We spent easily Five minutes talking about Rob Edwards and how he sets up his team tactically and that, that Luton, you know, have a good manager and all this kind of crap. But we, we have to call it as we see it as well. At the same time, Villa are in a massive run of form. And we can't always hide away from the fact that Villa are in a run of form. Yeah, we get it wrong sometimes when we call it where, where we think Villa are going to win. We did it against Legia Warsaw. We were absolutely wrong yeah. on that one. Um, and we will be wrong again. And we might even be wrong again on Sunday. But the reality of the situation is at the moment that Villa are absolutely humming. And... Forest are kind of, you know, there thereabouts, you know, for 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 uh, I suppose all the money they've spent and, and and everything like that. So it's it's a really mm. interesting one. Put it this way, it's re- it's really interesting to get the fine balance. And I'll be honest, Paddy, and before we start talking about the game, is I I'm finding it a lot easier to to uh, podcast about Aston Villa at the moment. And the reason I'm finding it a lot easier is because it's a lot more fun because we're winning. Uh, but at the same time, I have to put in a lot more work into a podcast because I can't sit here and talk about what I know. And you have to look at what you don't know from the other teams as well. So it's interesting from that point of view. And I just wanted to say I said I said I'd start off the podcast with that because it's, uh, it, it's a different dynamic. And it's a different uh, different kind of uh, uh, preparation point, I think, for the podcast. And, and it's nice and it's more interesting, I think.
0: Yeah, what What was uh I don't know whether you were a CSI fan, but Gil Grissom used to say, uh, it's always good to know what you don't know." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and let's, yeah. let's face it, we're just two lads here sitting sitting on two computers in Ireland, um, following the hopes and dreams of everybody that's that's coming to listen or watch or interact with us, and we we can only we can only call it like we we, we think it is. And it's funny you should mention that people people have messaged saying that we were overconfident against, uh, um, Luton because you you did the pre pre match on your own and I was in I was in Talca Park, and a friend of mine sent me a WhatsApp message going, "Does Neil love Luton or something? Like he's he's really bigging them up here." Heck you
1: don't.
0: And you would you would only just told me the night before you hate Luton, so I was going, "What are you on about?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for, well, for that one, it's not that I hate Luton; it's that. I just wasn't. I wasn't a fan of the romantic. Like fine, great, they're up, and like I don't care that they're up. But like when Luton were playing Coventry, I wanted Coventry to win, and we said it at the time. I said I want Coventry to win. It's a bit of course, more, of at home. Yeah. It's another team that has a gripe against us, and I don't have any affinity to Luton. I don't care about having to go through a house to get into their stadium. I couldn't care less about yeah. that, you know. And that's probably why at that stage, so I didn't get the novelty of 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 Luton. And um, that's not to say that I'm not the, the I'm not happy for their fans and for the club, for any club that makes a step up to the Premier League that hasn't been there previously. And that's not arrogance. That's just personal preference. More more
0: than, more than, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm dug into welcome to Wrexham at the moment. And I love, I love the story of a team, you know, rising from Phoenix, rising from the flames. And I love the fact that we're playing Nottingham Forest at the weekend, a two time European cup winner back in the big time, held their own last year. Probably, ju- probably a little bit lower than they should be this year. Kind of, kind of looking at where we were at that stage, and it's kind of like looking in the mirror. And here we are, fifth place in the league, looking down at at fifth from bottom, Nottingham Forest, and two teams absolutely steeped in history in, in football, and in, it's one of my favourite fixtures. And as luck would have it, I was supposed to go last year, and I couldn't due to a family event, and then. When the fixtures come out, I realised I have a wedding this weekend, a family wedding, so I can't, couldn't go to this one either. But mm-hmm. I had to get back to a game between Forest and uh, and Villa at, at the city ground because it's one of my favourite grounds to go and watch football. The really lovely people at Forest, very knowledgeable football people. And I've always enjoyed going there. So I, on one hand... Yeah, I'm okay with Luton. They're, they're probably not prepared, uh, stadium wise, to be in the Premier League, but they got there and they got there on merit. They did a great job getting there throughout the last ten years, coming from. Yeah, yeah and we could probably see that. I'm, I'm seeing uh, in Welcome to Rexham that, and I'm totally dug into it, and I really want them to do well because it, it's it's a, it's an absolute love story to look at. So, but on the other hand, you've got these two amazing historical clubs playing each other on Sunday and uh, that that has its own romance as well as opposed to a Chelsea or a Man City that just bought trophies over the last 20 years so we're absolutely enjoying the road that we're on I'm sure Forrest are too um, and with the right investment I'm sure they will be a well-established Premier League club for many years to come hopefully.
1: Yeah, and uh, I've got new, I've got new sound effects. Actually, let's just see. I but I won't, I won't use them there because uh, I'll just we'll we'll find the right time to start using these sound effects. But I agree with you with regards to that, Paddy. And uh, you mentioned about Wrexham. I'm certainly shouting for Wrexham because uh, uh, Anthony <laughs> Ford um, on the Wrexham team is uh, yeah, he's from my, the town I grew up in, so uh, absolutely shouting for Wrexham. And uh, they couldn't get high enough for me. Um, as long as they're below Villa, though, that's okay um, Anyway, going <laughs> back On to the forest side of things there, sorry, actually I just wanted to pop up to, to, Just just two things flashed across the screen there Colin Smith, thank you so much for that. I really, really appreciate that, Jesus Christ Thank you, uh, look, he's, Colin says I look forward yeah, to our podcast, adds up the Villa Hopefully three points on Sunday, and yeah Absolutely, I think three points on Sunday Would, would be a great shot, uh, shot In the arm for Villa, even though we're on a great Run at the moment, you know Solidifying our top five position before the international break. Am I right in saying we have Fulham and then it's the international break, Paddy? Am I right in saying that? No? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, yeah. Think I am. And like we'll we'll talk about it in a moment. But Newcastle's fixture this week and our fixture this week. If Newcastle lose and we win, we could be eight points ahead of Newcastle. You know, which is which is. A decent buffer zone going into Fulham and then obviously moving on then towards the international break which uh, I think we're going to need because December ain't the easiest of, uh, of months I, I think for Aston Villa and also Michael Huggins uh, thank you so much Michael really appreciate that hello all he says Neil and Paddy we'll have to catch up later but I've been telling everybody all week that we should drop the song My Way by Limp Biscuit, as the words are perfect for, for us F Big Six, six we're doing it our way okay <laughs> I think so too I've no problem I love Limp Biscuit i'll uh i'll 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 try and, uh, and adapt any limp biscuit song for you michael absolutely but i love that one <laughs> i really do um, i love
0: you, uh, i just reiterate thanks thanks to the guys it's 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 donations like that keep the podcast going and pay all the bills that are associated with putting a podcast on air and thanks very much to everybody who does and whether you can afford it or not either way we appreciate everybody being there but Thanks so much to the guys. That's really generous donation. And uh that's that's all I can say, really. I'm blown away that that, that somebody would make a donation like that. And it, it always amazes me. So uh thanks so much, very, very grateful.
1: Absolutely, and I echo those as well. And 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 Thomas Farrell says, Thomas Farrell says, big Irish community in Luton, not happy with your comments, <laughs> Neil Lol. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, big bigger Irish community in Birmingham, I <laughs> think. <laughs> I think. But uh, and Matt Allen, thank you so much for this. I this, 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 well this is fantastic. Matt <laughs> Allen, you're always as I say, you're 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 the man, Matt. I've said it before, you're like the executive producer of this podcast nearly at this stage. He says points for podcasters after the fact and thanks to both. Thank you so much uh for that. Uh, thanks, Matt. for that, Matt. Um but but I suppose with regards to this game that we have coming up, Patty. Um I've I've been thinking about this game. I was going to say, I've been thinking about it for a while, but realistically, I've been thinking about it since we beat Luton. And uh, the the fact that this is, uh, you know, the expectation, there's been so much spoken about Aston Villa. Uh, Una Emery is apparently going to seven different clubs. I wouldn't be surprised if both Jamie Carragher and, and Gary Neville make a pledge to say, why doesn't he manage both Liverpool and United at the same time? Um, The way that they're going at the moment. And it's uh, it, it's it's one of these things, I think, that uh, it's... It's it, I don't know what it is, Paddy, but like the the two best is out of the tube you now at this stage, and uh, this game specifically, I think is going to be really interesting because I have no previously I would have been nervous and gone, oh, there's a lot of chatter about Villa at the moment. Are we going to let it all run down our leg uh, on Sunday? I just get a feeling that the mental strength of this team. Is really good, and that we're not going to go in and throw. Like we, we may, we may lose the weekend, but we we're not going to train the clangor of a game at the weekend in a game that we would be. We we've earmarked, I think, that this team would look at and say, All right, if we play it to our game plan, we can come away with three points from the city ground. Uh, did you do you get any feeling like that, Paddy? That maybe the chatter is has just kind of come out and over over the last couple of weeks last couple of days or so. Well, I think
0: I think I said it on Twitter. I may have said it here. I t- I I believe that that Sunday that we played West Ham and we were the only game on TV has suddenly escalated us in, in everybody's mindset. Um, coupled with a great win at the weekend and. Both, uh today we learned that uh, Uno Emery is nominated for manager of the month for October, which obviously he deserves. But um, today was the big announcement because it becomes a popularity contest after that, and anyone can fucking win it, like depending on who's managing what team. Well, so, oh, it, it should be should be should be Ange, or or Uno Emery, but that that's not a given depending on what other managers are in there because it's not voted for the way it should be you know the LMA should be voting for that like the old days or whatever it was the, the the managers themselves voting for it and also Douglas Louise getting nominated for player of the month so all of these things are uh, are, are just put, are just escalating us in people's mind we we've got a we've got a tough job ahead now playing down the fact that we we've, we've all known we've we've been on the cusp of something special since this time last year, when, when when we beat Man United for the in the first game on the I Emery, we said this guy's mentality is to change us from what from what that we were to beat Man United at home for the first time in nearly 30 years. So here we are a year later, with with the equivalent amount of points as Arsenal, who finished second in the league. If we can keep that up, you know, the the amount of points we've picked up in the 12 months is the equivalent of finishing second and third most years of the Premier League when it became 20 teams. So there's no reason why we can't dream. Obviously, we've got a nice run of games, um, albeit a difficult one away from home this weekend. And a good crowd, as I said, good raucous city grounds, full of belief, full of optimism. And I fully expect them to get behind the team. But we're up there now. We're we're, we're being talked about as Champions League contenders, be, be that, if you, you know... I have a feeling this uh, fifth place is going to be like the, the 11th place we had last year where we just couldn't get out of it. And we kept winning matches and we couldn't get out of 11th place no matter what we did. So, look, we're just happy to be there and stay, stay in touch and distance. And we know we're looking over the horizon at Man City, Arsenal, Manchester United, if that's even worth worrying about for now, but you know, all of these teams. Well,
1: that... the, the Una Emery could be managing them, come boxing Day, Paddy, listen, have you listened to any radio station in the world? Well, the, one, the
0: one thing I will say to you, if, if um, Jacob Tanswell or, or John Townley are listening today or anybody else who may possibly on the off chance that Tom Ross is listening to this today, go to Bodymore heat tomorrow and ask that bloody question out straight. Somebody do it. Somebody ask the question that us fans want to hear. Have you any intention of leaving uh, this project, Mister Emery? And see what answer comes back. And <laughs> let's 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 watch uh, our, our esteemed leader give the two fingers to the so-called yeah. big club because that's that's what I'd like to see happen tomorrow. But no, somebody will probably ask some stupid question about Leon Bailey' stocks being lower down than usual, or. Uh, the grass being cut too tight or something stupid, which is irrelevant. But that that's what I'd like to see asked at, at the press conference tomorrow. Just to nail this in the bud and move on and just enjoy this absolute roller coaster that we're on. And it's just a joy to behold when everybody is experiencing some kind of shift show in their life, be it cost of living crisis, a little bit of a downturn, a lot of stuff going on in the UK, a lot of wars going on in the world. This is our release We don't need absolute ball bags trying to get rid of our manager for us at this stage. So just fucking give everyone the two fingers and move on. That's the way it needs to be.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm okay with that one, Patty. I'm okay with that one for sure. But don't cook, don't like. Jacob, Jacob, and John will ask their questions, and they'll be fine, as I say. But it's uh, we, they, like there's no way, there's no way that Una Emery is going to entertain that question for sure. Uh, I can tell you what his answer is. His answer is going to be uh, next question, please. Uh, that's what it's going to be. So that's fine. No, I don't. I don't uh, believe
0: that would be the answer. I don't believe he I, like he doesn't give no, me. Like he doesn't give me that kind of feels that he would. He would dodge that question. He he no, would put no, them no, back. Put back in the I box. Right?
1: I it would be. I went it would be as you said I went it would be I have no interest in even Aston Villa next question please like uh, that kind of a thing Um, you know so I don't think he dodged that question oh if he just said next question please yeah to clarify that if he said next question please (laughs) the next 24 hours are Manchester United are are going to appoint Unai Emery in the next 24 hours. Look, United might not even get rid of Ten Hag. Like, as I said, I don't know why we're even talking about United now at the moment, but, uh, yeah. We're I talking can't... about United because everybody
0: is, every the world and his mother are linking Unai Emery with the Manchester United job, which, you know, why he'd want to go to the absolute shit show of a club in the current state that they're in. Like, I, I don't know how anybody would take it. Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Mm. Yeah, but it's uh yeah, look, as I say, back onto the forest game here at the weekend. He's got uh he's got more or less uh well, he's got a new name, or not a new name, an old new name to come back into the squad. It looks like uh, my doppelganger Alex Moreno is uh, is fit again, Petty. And he's uh and he and he's ready to join the team and he's back on the grass. Now I don't think he's probably he's going to be in contention for the weekend. But uh yeah. nice to see him back and for anybody who's watching i 'm not that really that vain. Absolutely. to think I look yeah, exactly I look like exactly Alex experiment exactly. it 's a joke that happened about a year and a half a year, <laughs> just yeah, just under a year ago when, when he first signed it was a joke, and we're we 're keeping it going on, but the uh, ironic Alex thing Maren is you're,
0: you're bringing it up this week when he dressed up as somebody that looked more like you than he usually does, so that, that gave me a bit of a chuckle during the week <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like the horrible <laughs> clown, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> But he's back and it's good to see him back because, uh, you know, like we're, in fairness to Lucadini, he's been absolutely fantastic this season, arguably arguably in our top three or four players uh, this season uh, so far, just from his output, I suppose, specifically in attack. Um, he's really kind of marshaled that position. It's going to be difficult for Alex Maynard to get back in, but what it does allow us to do, I think, is it's going to allow us to play more of a wing-back situation, I think. If we need to, it's going to allow us to take Dini off, um, if we were in a wing back situation, or even to play Moreno further forward in front of Dina, while while Jacob yep. Ramsey is out, but it's Absolutely. just it's all about options. It's all about options. It's all about options. I think with Alex Moreno, and hopefully he's right and he's going to come back. But he looks, he always looks smiley and happy when he's on the field, uh, kind of like a Bertrand Traore type as well. He's always always mm. smiling and, and and looking for the positives out there. But uh, yeah, so hopefully he's got his injury woes behind him.
0: Yeah, and he's a different kind of a player in attack. He's not he's not the He's not the deep crossing Luca Dean. He's 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 an end line pulling the ball back, Alex Moreno, and very effect, effective effective in, in what he does. So I'm hoping we see him back at full tilt quickly just to give us options, as you say. Um it would be nice to, to have options in the full back department because we're not rotating Luca Dean for obvious reasons. And I prefer to see Ezri Konza playing it right back if he needs to rest Maddie Cash. So in that department, it's always good to have, especially with the with the type of game that we play, with, with the attacking fullbacks, that we mm-hmm. we can stand them down for games or, or take them off when the game is won. So it would be refreshing to have him back in there. And as you say, he very capably play on the left side of that whatever system he chooses to play, be it the four two two. Two or the four two three one or whatever whatever way it lines up, you could effectively put him in there and play as a winger as well. So the, the, he has a lot to offer, and it's great to see him back. And and look, if we got everybody back, fit, it'll be like a, load, a whole load of new signings coming back in, and, and Jacob Ramsey's going to be exactly the same. Um, and that's another question for the the journalist tomorrow. How far off is Jacob Ramsey? Because we're not here. I, too I much. think
1: I think he I think he has said two weeks ago. I think he said that Jacob Ramsey, I think it was just before the, the Luton game, actually, because I did the Luton preview on my own. And I said, I hadn't w- listened to the presser. And uh, I said, he hasn't mentioned anything about Jacob Ramsey recently. And then I went and I looked at the presser afterwards. I went, why didn't I watch it before I did the preview? Because he mentioned that the, likely after the international break, Ramsey will be back. Both of them, I think he said, will be back at that stage. That would be great. There'll be some competition on our left side then, Paddy, with Zaniolo, Ramsey, um, Moreno, Dina, all down that left-hand side. You know, that's fantastic. You know, it really gives us a strength point there. Um, And one of the things that Nottingham Forest do is, Nottingham Forest's attack is very heavily weighted towards their right-hand side. So... You know, it's uh, it, it's it's something that they're uh, that, that we need to be strong on that wing. We need to be strong at, at the current weekend, albeit that uh, that Anthony Alanga is their, um the the player that carries the ball the most for them, and he plays in the opposite side. All, well, he doesn't. He sw- swaps between himself and Gibbs White. Um, it's going to be interesting for them. They're not going. To, they're going to be without Chris Wood. They're going to be without. Um, they're, they're without uh, Montiel as well. They're other signing, Callum Hudson-Odoi is out. Divock Origi is out. Attacking yeah. options are thin on the ground for them at the weekend. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Awanini, the um, the their striker, I think he might have been carrying a knock in the last game as well against Liverpool. So, you know, is he going to be 100% fit? So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really, really interesting to see what the story is there because uh, they are... Um, yeah, they're they're uh, they're they're lacking in those attacking options, and they don't take that many shots on goal either, Paddy. Their shots on target number, if I'm not mistaken, comes in about three per game, just over three per game, which puts them like in the bottom quartile within the Premier League. Uh, yeah. Considering we take six per game, you know, if we can limit their shots to under three, under three, I would be confident that uh, their shots on target, that is. I would be confident that we would at least score one goal at the weekend. And if we can limit them to under three, we'd be desperately unlucky if four of their shots on target went in. Uh, but that's the game of football and that's the way they play it.
0: Exactly. Uh, they only had one shot on target against Liverpool, albeit a different beast that they're playing against. And again, Liverpool mm. had seventy, nearly 75% possession in that game. So, mm. um they do they do play quite deep against the bigger clubs, which I presume we're going to be in that bracket when when they come at the weekend. They will they will adopt the back five, um, and a strong enough back five and hard to break down. It'll be it'll be like as I said against Luton last week. We we're going to need to score early, or we could have a frustrating day like we did against Mostar. So it will be difficult.
1: Um, I know you haven't asked the, asked the question yet, Paddy, and it isn't really my answer, but. Uh, One of the players that I really love in their team, and it's not Ibrahim Sangari, even though I do like Ibrahim Sangari, but Nicolas Dominguez uh, in their midfield is somebody we're going to have to look out for. Argentinian international um Signed for him this this summer. I was actually I was really surprised. I'm going to be honest with you. I was really surprised he signed with Forest, and that's not denigration to Forest. I was just really surprised that he left Bologna and went to the Premier League directly. Mm-hmm. I thought he would have been somebody who might might have rocked up in Spain. I thought he might have been somebody who rocked up at like a Paris Saint Germain or somebody like that, and uh, under the radar kind of signing where people went, hmm. didn't think he'd go there, but. The converse of that is, I didn't think he would have gone to Forrest either. Really good player. Somebody we're going to have to look out for. Mm. Um, I think uh, somebody I've always liked. I think I might have done a scouting series on him um, for for Villa. If I didn't, I know I meant to do one on him. Maybe about two years ago when Bentoncourt was linked with Aston Villa. Um, but uh, I like the look of him. And the reason I bring that up is because he plays in that midfield and he links up really well. Sangari and Mangala do an awful lot of the donkey work. But yeah. Dominguez, Alanga, Gibbs-White, you know, they are part of their link trio that are there to try and get the ball forward and get them moving forward. And he's, he's been one of their better players along with their two, uh, their, like their two centre halves have been playing really well forest for them even though they've been shipping goals and uh, mm-hmm. not a lot but albeit but they've you know they have a propensity to concede um but between the two of them and, and Dominguez I think they're probably been their, their three best players this season
0: yeah and if I'm gonna answer my own question that I didn't ask yet but uh, um the one person I would have from their squad in ours is injured so like it'd be Montiel I really like him it would have been a perfect backup for uh for Matt Cash or somebody to keep him on his toes and perhaps keep him out of the squad, but he chose Nottingham Forest. So uh, it's um, for me, you know, Sangari's a good player. Dominguez, I think th- there's, there's a lot of talk around him. So he, he has definitely found his feet and hit the ground running Um Gibbs White, you know what you're going to guess. I, I didn't envisage that he was going to have the impact he had in, in Nuts Forest last season. And in fairness to him, he proved me wrong. Um, I'd rather have a Langa in there than Divacarigi, who's always had a great day against us. So I think I think we've been um, I think we've been pretty lucky with with the fact that they have so many injuries to, to key players. You know, Hudson Adoy would definitely probably be starting. Uh, Danilo might be there thereabouts as well. So Danilo all of these, definitely be there. Yeah, yeah. Nice all all of these are out, so it's 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 good timing to be playing them. Um, which is really unusual for us. And I'm loving the fact that we're getting all these teams when it seems to be good timing. And don't get me wrong. They, they could really frustrate us. They could, they could do a number on us at the weekend. And by doing a number, I mean like shooting, shooting us down and, and really frustrating us for 90 minutes. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what way he lines up and, uh, how attacking he chooses to be. Does, does he choose that this is a game that he can go and attack and, and maybe, uh, maybe cause an upset? Uh, after, after such a poor show against Liverpool Only getting one shot and target And as I said 25 or 27% possession Is, is pretty poor in the Premier League Mm-hmm um, so I he mentioned here. He
1: says that Aria is a walking yellow card, and they've got a really interesting split for yellow cards now. I did mention it at the start of the podcast that you know because we kind of know what we're getting with Aston Villa at the moment, and that there's the the peaks and the troughs are less and less. It's more of a steady high line. High, high, if you'll excuse the point uh, that we that we see at the moment, but if you're talking the graphical term, uh, the line is high on the graph. But it's also a highlight obviously in the field as well, but it's a really interesting piece when you look at their their yellow cards and 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 their their i suppose their aggression on the field um throughout the course of the season they have twenty nine yellow cards and two red cards now twenty one of those yellow cards and one of those red cards have come away from home, so that means at home. They've had eight yellow cards and one red card only in comparison to the massive, uh, you know, amount of stop the other team playing that they mm-hmm. do when they are away from home, and that's fine. And I suppose if you were to look through an awful lot of teams, you might see that as a common denominator across the league for for teams in the bottom ten. Now, the reason that I wanted to bring that up is because when you look at their uh, at, at at how they play, and when you look at their their uh, possession statistics, I was, uh, I'm was. i just bringing it up here because I, I want to get the number right. Uh, they only, on average, have 39.1% possession. Now, last year, they were exactly the same, but they had Brennan Johnson on their team last season who made a massive difference for them because of you know, the goals they scored and so on. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because I'm thinking that, you know, if you've only 39.1% possession, Aston Villa have been averaging 52% possession in the league this season. And I think Villa are going to go out and have one of those games where, like against Luton, albeit not in the 70 percentage points, I think we could have a mid-60s possession in this game uh, at the weekend. And I think that, that, that we could see a reversal of the eight, eight, eight yellow you know, cards, the one red card um, type, of, type of performance from, from Nottingham Forest because they're obviously aggressive. They're obviously able to put their foot in there you know and i think that that bode's well for aston villa because you know even if you look at our our weird and wonderful set piece uh, free kicks and stuff like that that we have around the box um Aston McPhee is probably looking at this going, can I pull another jam McGinn Stunner out of it? Or can maybe a Douglas Luis can I work, work something for Douglas Luis? Or maybe even we see a Paul Torres at the back post job or something along those lines. So, if all these interesting kind of subplots, I think that would we'll play out in the game, and one of them will be Nottingham Forest's, Nottingham Forest's aggression, provided we can own the ball, which we've been trying to do an awful lot more this season.
0: Yep. Agree on all counts. Agree on all counts. Um, yeah, look, we we will have the lion's share of possession, regardless of what way you look at it, because it, it will be a case of them hitting us on the break. We will see a lot of touches in our half of the pitch, and in around the middle toward with, with our with our back four, and um, specifically the two centre halves, Marshall and that, and trying to trying to find a way through five at the back is going to be tough to break down. Um, I think it could be a frustrating day, but I still think we have a, we we should have enough to go and win this game by a couple of goals. But that's not me being cocky; that's me being happy with how we've we've started this season. And the the at the league at this stage, with the amount of games have been played, doesn't lie. We're fifth; they're fifth from bottom, so we, they've got to be treated that way. And I'm sure they're treating us that way.
1: Yeah, I think, And and like like, don't get me wrong, Steve. Like once again, I'm gonna gonna put it in there. There's a lot of good good managers in the Premier League that don't have brilliant teams. Um, I think that this is, like, Steve Cooper is a really good manager, but there are gaps within the team. Like, I think we should be able to get it at of left back to follow. I think we should be able to get at him. I think we should be able to get at Aria at the right back as well. And once again, like they've got lots of injuries again this season, specifically in attacking positions as well. That maybe they won't have the teeth to come off the bench like we will, and that's a point that's something we're going to discuss in a moment. You know, the the what's going to be the perennial conversation of Zanio at start or come off the bench? But Nuka, or, um Nottingham Forest don't have that that massive. Um, I suppose that like Chris Wood has been there, has been the guy who's kind of come on and been that different type of striker. Callum uh, Hudson and Die, as we said previously, and so on and so forth. They're missing Brennan Johnson now. You know, it's that person to come off the bench now that their mm-hmm. signings are injured is something that I think that Steve Cooper's really going to have to manage around. And it's going to be interesting to see what he does because he's a good manager. He's a really good manager. He's always been a good manager. Um, it's just sometimes the tea leaves fall correctly for a team. And they, even though they've bought like 30, 40 players in the last, that's bonkers to say, but they've bought about 40 players in the last two seasons. They've never really had that element of luck to be able to get them all on the field at the same time and to be able to mould them over a concerted period of time. But then again, that's a planning point of view. And I don't really feel sorry for them for that point of view. But what I do feel sorry for them. For, for What I do feel sorry is for Steve Cooper because he's well able to set up a team. and I think he's going to have his work cut out at the weekend to be able to set up a team based on the injuries that they have and the fact that they're only keeping 39% possession at the moment.
0: Yeah, and that's there's no reflection on Steve Cooper, who who you said is a really, really good coach. I I had the luxury of being in a couple of coaching sem- seminars with him over the years. He speaks really, really well and is a really, really knowledgeable football guy. Um just a question about uh Chris Wood, who you mentioned there. He d- he didn't feature at all last weekend and he's not listed in their injured players, was he suspended? No, he's injured. He's he's injured, is he? He's, yeah, he's well, not uh, 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 in their I, list I of injuries, that's
1: why I asked. As for who scored, anyway, it says that he's injured. Okay.
0: Well, so, that's not bad. If he, is, he, is, if he is, other, isn't, he isn't. Yeah, if he is yeah.
1: Exactly. So, um, and I'm actually just trying to pull up their full squad list here. I'll tell you something. Their Wikipedia page is absolutely ma- massive. But then again, their team sheet is massive. And the reason I wanted to do that is because for the life of me, I could not figure out or remember who their um, backup goalkeeper was. And I should have, because it's the Greek guy who should one hundred percent be playing in goals for them. But I think Matt Turner was. Am I am I right, wrong in saying that, or am I just remembering back to back loads of weeks ago? It was Matt Turner in goals for them last week. Or was I wrong he in was. that one? Have oh, checked. he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like Odessius guy should definitely be in goals. Much better goalkeeper. I'm wondering what the story is there because uh, Matt Turner hasn't exactly been brilliant at all.
0: For um for for and Forest, well, he, Matt Matt Turner has the potential to be a decent goalkeeper. I have no idea what the uh what what the I, I did actually see the the Greek goalkeeper play a few weeks ago for for Greece against Ireland, and he didn't concede, mm. but he didn't have much to do either. But um yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with 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 the goalkeepers. It, it does he think that Matt, Matt uh Matt Turner is better with his feet? Maybe that that could be. A lot got to do with it. Yeah, I think that, that must be it because, as I say, it's
1: just it's one that's that it's that, a bit baffling because uh, they spent like like Odessis was was somebody that a lot of people wanted to get, uh, and the reason I'm calling him that is because I can't pronounce his surname, um, so it's, uh don't hit me, me for that one. But um, obviously, coming from Benfica, there was a lot of teams that were interested, and then once again, just like Nicholas Dominguez ends up at Forest raised eyebrows. This one raised a few eyebrows, and he hasn't really played. So yeah. it's, a, it's a really interesting one to, to see what the story is there. And I know with Forrest, they actually sacked their... I'm up with the correction on this one again. They sacked their transfer guru, guru, person, and then they brought him back. And like They sacked him for signing 24, or 27, or 29 players, whatever it was last <laughs> season. And then they brought him back towards the towards the middle of this transfer window, just gone, because they needed to sign more players. And I just, I, at the time I remember tweeting about it saying that this isn't really fair on the football club or him or whatever is going on there. So it's, it's an interesting one. And, and like these players kind of came in at that stage, if I'm not mistaken, um, when he was brought back. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's just it's one of the weird and wonderful things that, at, at Forest. I really love the club uh, uh, f- from the point of view of the history and everything like that. But it's being run in a very different way to some other clubs at the moment. And it's just interesting yeah. because it, the, the turnover is huge. Uh, within the club, and, and then when you see somebody like that coming in um, for for decent money, if I'm not mistaken, you know I think it was it, it was actually like nine point three million. Uh, I would have expected him to go for much more than that, but um, still, like you know, to bring in somebody for nine million, um, and that really starting when you've got Matt Turner and goals to me just doesn't yeah. make, make, make much sense. Um, well, as, as I said, it, it could
0: be it could be a case, and um, if if you if you play five at the back week in week out. It's very congested in there, and you need a you need a goalkeeper who can think on his feet, but literally think on his feet uh, and be good with the ball in play and not give it away. So that that's from an outsider looking in without knowing what's going on. That's the only way I'd look at it. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think so for sure. Um... Irish interest at the weekend, Paddy, within this game. Another person that they signed, the Norwich, uh, Nottingham N- N- Forest have signed and haven't given any game time to us. Uh, Andrew, I'm, I'm Bama Daly as well. Somebody who should be playing football because he's good enough to play football in this in the Premier League. Oh. Once again, signed from Norwich, um, sitting there, not doing much. I know there are two centre-halves in Willie Bolly and, Willy and, and uh, Amarillo. Have been uh, pretty decent this season, but uh, it's just a shame. I think he's on the bench and he's not really getting any game time for uh, for Nottingham Forest. So it's uh, just wanted to bring him up because he's. Been doing yeah, wasn't even on, on the bench against
0: Liverpool either. So no. it is no. a it is a strange one. I'll just check him back. play a game before. Signed him for decent money,
1: you know, yeah. eleven or twelve million quid, if I remember rightly. You know, he, he's, mm-hmm. he's sitting on the bench. So yeah, and a good uh, player, very good player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good player at the age of 21. Good ball playing the center half. Uh, as I say, if if Villad had had 11 million, you know my propensity to sign an, an Irish center half. Like, you know, Nathan Collins, Obama Daly, uh, they're, you know, they're they're both two very good up and coming uh, young defenders. I think from from Ireland, and uh, I would have signed him because I think that he can, he's a ball playing centre half, and he certainly would have offered something as mm-hmm. a third 4th he, he would have offered something more than Callum Chambers. I think at times, albeit he can't play right back, but a uh, uh, interesting player, interesting player for sure. And uh, just, I'd love to, I'd love to snatch a Nottingham Forest fan and get get their thoughts on those couple of players that I've just mentioned there as to why. Why were they brought in and why aren't they playing, I suppose, with 10 games gone? So um, maybe it could just be trying to bed them in. But who knows?
0: Who knows? Not um, our problem at the moment. We, we can only our be concerned about what's happening this weekend. Albeit, I'd love to see Andrew Amabamadeli actually playing because it's better for uh, the international team. But absolutely, it is, it is what it is. It is
1: what it is. Zaniolo or Bailey start, Paddy? Bailey.
0: Weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> you got to play the player on form. Got to wow. play the player on form. <laughs> player on form. always I, play the I, player
1: on form. Yeah, I'm the same. I think I. I want to start. Uh, I would start Bailey there. I would certainly start. Bailey, yeah, yeah, uh, for me yeah. as well. It, I'd start. Yeah, I'd start Bailey in the left, though. We're, we're we're we're. I think we're both agreed on that. That we we'll start Bailey on the left, bring McGinn back over into the right hand side, and uh, I think. I think it just offers a better a, a better um, balance. And the reason I say that is I know Zaniolo plays off the left and McGinn. That, that allows McGinn to play on the right. Maybe that's why. Maybe maybe it's a false equivalency to say that it's Zaniolo or Bailey from that point of view. But maybe Unai wants to get McGinn over onto that right-hand side and it's just a more natural fit for Zaniolo to be there. But I would play Bailey on the left-hand side um, because I just like the last game they played on the left-hand side. I thought they looked more complete then again you play him on the left hand side he will he won't be able to do over he won't be really overlapping with the Abbey because the Abbey does it, it has been played more to the right hand side as well. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, chess pieces I think and and, and chess moves there uh, f- from the top process of uh, of of Una Emery but it's going to be interesting yeah. but like you said there I would be starting barely play the foreign player and uh, and let the cards fall where where they may after that. Um yeah. San Diego, could be just as good coming off the bench, um, you know, with tired legs as well. We we, we haven't really seen it at all. Pile in the Premier League, He's started quite a quite a few of the most more recent games, so mm-hmm. maybe the role reversal there could have the same shot in the arm for Zaniolo as it has for Bailey as well. So uh, yeah. I, I I'm indifferent as to who starts, but I would be uh, it would be Bailey for me.
0: No, if it's a, if it's a direct choice between the two, for for me, it's it's Bailey all day. You, you've got to play the player. And he, he I, I, I think he is a form-type player. If he's in form, you need to play him. He, he's the kind of player that his head could go down and be sitting on the bench. Um, I, th- I think Zaniolo is more than capable of coming off the, the bench and changing things up. A little bit of height, a little bit of physicality in there as well with the trickery. So, uh, yeah, it's it's it, it might seem like I'm contradicting myself here. But when the player is playing well, you have to acknowledge he's playing well and hope that he's in, in doing it week in, week out. And that's what we want from all our players. We, we, we don't want them to be flaky and in and out. We want them to be consistent. And this is the first uh, consistency, the run of consistency we've got out of Leon Bailey. So he needs to keep playing. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family. Canolies and spins mean everything. Now you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slots. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChumbaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Yeah, I
1: I, I agree. Or watched Una Emery take it completely out of our hands and play three at the back with Cash and Dina, uh, <laughs> high fullbacks. And, uh, and then a midfield three, Kamara, Luis and McGinn with the Abbey behind Watkins. And then we don't have to worry no. about it at all, you know, because that <laughs> is like that's always the hovering specter at the back, the back of the room, because we've done it a couple of times this season. And I think he favours it more than we think. I think he favours that more than we think, albeit it would be a horses for courses type situation. and maybe it's not one that we would do away from home in this game. It was interesting that we did it against Burnley um this season. But uh was it Burnley and Everton we did it against did it this season? Um but it's uh yeah, it's an interesting one, and I, I and we haven't seen the last of it. Put it that way, we certainly haven't seen the last of that formation. I don't think, um, and and hey, when Tyrone Mings comes back, I think maybe it could, might even be the staple formation for this back. For for something falls off behind me, it might even be the staple formation uh, for us. But uh, we'll worry about that when that happens because uh, we're able to being able to have that fluidity to switch between formations is uh, suit me just fine at the moment.
0: Considering we're getting wins out of it. Of course, Anything is. Petty. Um, um Shout out to Omari Kellyman, who signed a new contract. Delighted for the kid. Um, you know, I, th- I think there's, uh, I think there's definitely a, a, a huge potential in the player there. We might see him go out on loan before he makes an impact on this team, but it, it's great to see that uh, he's obviously really bought into the system that, or, or the mindset that, you know, Emery has brought to the club. So, delighted for him um, i'm looking forward to seeing him get more and more games and hopefully making an impact
1: um absolutely yeah and uh i don't know why but i was following his man or i think it was his man some female relation of his i'm twitter it is. i his not i was following her is too it, she was all the <laughs> yeah 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 and i loved i loved to see that i love to see the see um you know, she she was absolutely over the moon, as we I would be, you know, mm-hmm. if any of our, of, of, of our offspring were after signing a professional contract. Yeah, so absolutely excellent. Uh, Ethan Woodward asks, Paddy, thoughts on the European
0: Cup moved into the tunnel? I, for one, love it. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's an extra level of intimidation, I suppose. When you're standing there in the tunnel, which they generally do for two or three minutes, and you're standing there looking at the European Cup and you realize how much of a big club... You're, you're dealing with here it's just a nice little reminder going out on the pitch that you know this this is where we need on, on our side this is where we're trying to get back to if not competing for the European Cup at least trying to get into the Champions League so we can do it so it's a reminder to both sides one to frighten them you know that we are a big club the fans are going to make noise hopefully and uh on, on our side, that's what we're striving for. So it it's good. It looks a bit awkward in the middle of the tunnel, I have to say, separating the, the players. But it's a big, wide tunnel, so there's plenty of room. But, uh, yeah, I, I I was actually a little bit teary-eyed looking at it the weekend because I could see it from both sides um, to why it's there. I didn't know whether it was a one-off or whether it was it was done every week. But, uh, yeah, it's just a, a little bit of uh, added incentive for us and a scary one for them. That's the way mm. I see it anyway.
1: Breaking news. Alan Healy says that Sky Sports News are reporting that Lula is a big Limp Biscuit fan as Villa keep rolling, rolling. For anybody who missed the start of the podcast, you're going to be completely lost with that one. You're going to be completely lost. Uh, and John Steele says, going back to the Emery to United talk, he says, Emery leaving a project where he's been given full control to take over the circus at United would be like Margot Robbie leaving her husband to go out with me. And that's to go out with John Steele because she definitely <laughs> leave her husband to go out with me.
0: because
1: We know that's what's going to happen at some stage, isn't it? Yeah, but... uh no, thanks, really, lads, for 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 all the comments as well today, um, and for everybody as well that popped in a comment today. But uh, it's uh like as I say, this this game coming up the weekend is going to be going to be really interesting one. It's uh you know the. The, as I said, the two paces out of the tube with regards to Aston Villa now. And I think we've all known that, that it was going to happen at some stage and we're all, some people were like, let's go under the radar and other people were like, no, let's get out front and centre and let's embrace it. And I've always been the, you know, the, of, of the point of view of, well, look, look, as a fan base, let's embrace it. I couldn't care less what anybody else says about us. But, you know, some players will will, will rise to the occasion. And I think this is the first game um, really whereby it's been a week of non-stop Buna Emery talk and Aston Villa talk uh this week so go out there and enjoy themselves as players and see what they can do against against uh against this Nottingham Forest team and um I'm going to give my prediction in this one even though I normally well I I normally give one but you normally wait to the team sheet tantrum I think we might see another 3-1 for Villa again I just think it's uh it's it's um there's goals in this team there's movement in this team there's uh there's a there's a a uh, mentality of the, within this team, and there's a there's a fluency within this team, and 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 you know if we can if we can hold onto that possession like we have been doing in games, in Forest do revert to I suppose maybe being more of a team that's chasing chasing us around the field. I think we can open up spots within there, and I and I also fancy us against our two. I fancy Watkins against their two centre halves who we haven't mentioned at all. So I'm going to go with three one in this not being overly cocky or confident with regards to that. I'm just going on a based on, the, on the, the performances I've seen from both teams over the last couple of weeks. And um, mm-hmm. But I just I know, I know that it's going to be a, a proper game of football as well and uh, that there are obviously the hurdles that Aston Villa as a team will have to get over from the mental point of view over the, after the week that we've just had.
0: Yeah, uh, I'd take a 3-1, I'd absolutely take a 3-1, I, I know everybody wants a clean sheet and I think Emmy Martinez is very disappointed that he didn't get a clean sheet at the weekend, mm, it's fine, yeah. as long as we're winning by two clear goals, I'm absolutely fine with it, um, we do have to put up with Jared Gillis this weekend, if that's how you pronounce his name, Yeah. Um, yeah. absolute shit show of referee, I'm really not looking forward to it, so uh, I don't know yet whether I'm going to get on the team sheet tantrum on Sunday because of the fact that I'm going to a wedding and I'm going to be majorly hungover. But uh, we'll see closer to the time. But uh, I would definitely take a 3-1 and I just don't want Jared Gillard to be involved at no. any level of our game. So he's in the middle, you know, when we've got, I, I, I can't remember, there's, there's a decent enough referee and fourth official. I just don't get it. Cook. Why we have. Pardon? It was a
1: cook, I think. Was it? Uh,
0: no, it was one of um, the bigger ones. Was it? Uh, what? what's Paul Tierney. Paul Tierney for Paul Tierney. Yeah,
1: yeah. Paul Tierney. And uh,
0: the other perennial VAR. What's his name? Atwell. Atwell so,
1: uh, is VAR. Yeah, yeah. So I have it here: Jared Gillis, Darren Tan, Derek Eaton are the two assistants with Paul Tierney uh, for the official Atwell on VAR. And assistant VAR is Lee Betts. So, uh, yeah, that's who we have to do with. He's the lad, lad making the do. tea. <laughs> yeah, he's the he, he's the lad that's going to tell the VAR, "Oh my God, you're after making a mistake. You're after making a mistake." <laughs> that's, that's, that's what his job is to do. Um, anyway, uh, we could we could be here for another forty eight minutes in that one, guys yeah. and lads and ladies or 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 of whatever denomination that you are out there. We're going to have to leave it at that one. I just looked at the clock; it's forty eight minutes for the for the podcast, which is great, and we talk forever. But uh, it's also coming up to half past 10 and I got to run at half past 10. So um, I really appreciate everybody's time as always. Thank you so much for all the comments and thank you so much for the wonderful super chats earlier on as well. Really, really appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it. We will be back again. as Well, I'll be back. I don't know. Paddy will be back for the Team sheet Tantrum on Sunday at 12.50 Irish and UK time. Um, so please join us for that, and we'll be, we will be here with a post-match podcast as well, directly on the final whistle. So we would be delighted if you could join us then as well. Aston Villa do have a huge game at the weekend to solidify that top five place. With the way the fixtures are at the moment, Aston Villa obviously, um, uh, Aston Villa um, playing against uh, playing against Forest. Hopefully, a win there will put us uh, in, it, it will solidify us in that fifth place going into international break. So. Really, really big game for Villa, and I hope you'll join us for the Team Sheet Tantrum and the post-match podcast afterwards as well. Right. Paddy, anything else before we say?
0: No, all good. Hit the like button before you all go. Do.
1: Hit the like button, please. Yeah, that would be very, very good. And until next time, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the Villa.
0: Up the Villa!